0: Ted News Conference continues with Rhode Island Attorney General Peter Neron, Democrat running for re-election. Attorney General Nerona, you're joining me from your home on scenic Jamestown uh, because you got corona. This is the second time for you and you're feeling okay, you tell me. First time. My wife
1: had it a couple of years ago. The
0: first okay. time for me. Yeah, I'm feeling okay. That's right. I remember your wife had it, but you're feeling okay. You're good? I'm good, thank you for All asking. Right. Well, thanks for the, uh, hooking us up here. Let's do a couple of laundry list items. Uh, Ashley Calist, the Republican running for governor, says the governor has the power to put the brakes on that big electric uh, rate increase coming. It's a 40-year-old law, emergency. And Judge Flanders, just the other day, former Rhode Island Supreme Court Justice, said, "Yeah, I read the law. Uh, the governor does have that power." What's your reading of the law?
1: Yeah, look, I haven't, I haven't done a deep dive into it. I've, I've seen the law that she's referencing. I don't see it there. You know. Rates are comprised of two things, distribution and supply. Supply is a pass-through cost, uh, which is what we're talking about lately. Distribution is where you have to fight. It's why we fought there so hard last spring and are going to be able to reduce that by 30%. But I don't see that uh, law that uh, that the candidate for governor on the Republican side is referencing as something that could be used to lower that supply cost that's going to end up in litigation. I just don't think that's going to work.
0: Well, great lawyers can disagree, and, and certainly Flanders was the Supreme Court justice. I'm not going to discount his view of this, and I don't think you are either. Is there any wiggle room here? If you took a closer look at it, you're saying, no, it's, it's, it's clear-cut cool. to you.
1: Well, look, I haven't done a deep dive into it, neither has our team, you know, so I, I don't want to say definitively that Justice Flanders is wrong. But okay. when I looked at that law and I followed it since it came up, I know where the fight is because we're the ones who've been fighting it. And we started fighting it last spring. Nobody else was. We were the ones who took the DPUC to court. So I feel like my team really knows where the options are. We've really fought on that distribution side and again. It made some real. Real progress here for Rhode Islanders. I, I don't see this as a as a real opportunity. But of course, for me, nothing's off the table. Anything that we can do to fight for Rhode Islanders is something that I'm willing to consider.
0: That's just that I know the governor said, "Oh, that's Judge Flanders. He, you know, he ran for Senate as a Republican. This is all politics." So square the two for me. It may not just be all politics. There may be some politics. You want to just square that for me? So I uh, we'll move on. Well,
1: look, you know, what, what Governor McKee and Ashley Kalis may be talking about, certainly for them is politics, for me, what I care about, vis-a-vis uh, Justice Flanders' opinion is whether he's right or not for purposes of Island consumers. I tend to doubt it. Um, I, certainly, I respect Justice Flanders. I know him well. Uh, but, you know, from where I sit, that's not an obvious avenue to help Rhode Islanders. I think where the fight is, as I said, Gene, is on the distribution side. We brought back $30 million of value on the electric side. Twenty on the gas side, we we chased 150 million dollars out of the deal that would have been taxed onto Rhode Island consumers. So that's where you have to fight, and that's why I'm proud of the work that we did last spring.
0: Right, let's talk a little bit about that, and then I want to we'll get to a bunch of topics. But you were instrumental in approving. Uh, the takeover uh, of the new electric company taking over the old one. And you just won over a few things that you insisted were going to be a certain way. And then a couple of months right after taking over, we got word, they're going to double your electric rates. Now, the layman is sitting at home. It doesn't sound right. So why don't you make it clear for us what happened and what's going to happen? Hmm.
1: Yeah, so your electric bill gene is comprised of two things. One part of it is supply, meaning the company goes out and buys electricity and then passes it on to Rhode Island consumers at no cost. That's what we've been talking about lately. They can't profit there. It's like buying a chair. They sell you the chair for what they paid for it. The other side of your ga- of your electric bill is the distribution side, getting it to your home. That's where they can profit. That's where you have to fight because a pass-through cost is a pass-through cost. The mm-hmm. law allows it. That's why last spring, when the Division of Public Utilities and Carriers approved that deal without getting any credits from Rhode Islanders and allowing allowing uh, Rhode Island Energy to pass 150 $103 million, $103 million of transition costs on the ratepayers. we objected. We lost before the hearing officer, but we went to court before Judge Stern and we won. And as a result of that win, 30% of the price, that credit's coming back to Rhode Islanders' yeah. this fall. It's gonna knock 30% off that increase. And it would have been a lot worse had we not fought over the other $150 million that would have been tacked onto our bill. So that's where the fight is. And we're gonna to continue to fight there. It's hard to fight on the distribution side Because it's just a pass-through cost. It's approved by the BUC, and they're entitled to recover under the law what they paid for it.
0: All right, speaking of a fight, you're going to lead the state's effort to appeal. The truck toll ban didn't go the state's way in federal court, but the governor has said, I want to appeal it, and the attorney general is going to appeal it. Now, let me play your opponent, Republican Chaz Kalenda. He said appealing it is a waste of time. If he gets your job, he's not going to move forward with that. Let's listen. I absolutely, unequivocally will not support a governor and an appeal on that case. That case, they hired an uh, outside legal firm to help the attorney general uh, defend that matter, which was blatantly unconstitutional under the Commerce Clause. If you read that decision, you saw the, the disparate impact, the disp- uh, discriminatory impact that it had on out-of-state commercial trucking. Uh, there's, I don't see any rig- wiggle room for a success. You're gonna, work, you're gonna throw a ton of money and it ultimately, will ultimately probably be a very unsuccessful appeal. I take it you see things completely opposite, Attorney General. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Gene. So first of all, let, let, let's explain what the role of the Attorney General is here. We've talked about this before in the context of Leader Filippi's uh, matter a few mm. months ago. My job is to defend the state. Any Attorney General's job is to defend the state. By law, we shall defend the state when the state is sued. And so the state here, the governor, is my client. So my job is to advise the governor on what I think the prospects are of litigative success, and I've done that. Now, it's the governor's uh, decision at that point, whether the policy is important enough, in his view, to the state to pursue it, given what I've analyzed the odds of success on the merits to be. And look, I can't share with you what I told him, but I'll tell you this. You know, I've known Judge Smith a long time. My last trial as an assistant U.S. attorney was in front of him. I really respect him. That doesn't mean he's right all the time. There's certainly arguments here that the state can make on appeal that have a prospect of success. The real question is whether the General Assembly and the governor, mainly the governor, mm-hmm. believe that this is a policy worth pursuing. If it is, it's my job under the law to defend them. Any attorney general should know that, so I'm doing my job here.
0: All right, So, you, but you think you have a shot of winning this. You, or you, would have, you would have told them straight out, it's a waste of time. You say, we might have a shot, yeah. Sure, I mean, it's my job to give
1: him advice. I mean, you know, know, I suppose I could tell him it's a waste of time he could reject and do it anyway, but I, I don't want to get into those conversations. I'm not suggesting that. If you look over the decision, and I've read it, our team has read it, really accomplished lawyers in the office have taken a look at it. You know, if you look at Judge Smith's decision, he acknowledges, that the dormant commerce clause is in a state of flux with the US Supreme Court. It's jurisprudence is a quagmire. There are lots of forks in the road. So yeah, there's a prospect for success on appeal. The question to the governor and legislative leaders is, is the fight continue to be worth it? That's their conclusion, and it's my job to defend the state, and that's what we'll do.
0: We just have about one minute left. Just quickly on the ILO investigation. It started with you. was referred to the FBI. Can you update me on that? Some people think it's unfair that the governor goes into a general election with a cloud hanging over over his head. ILO. Go ahead and take about 30 seconds on that, and I know you're not going to say a lot, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, Gene, look, it's a tough situation in a political environment, but let me just say this. I've done a lot of investigations over the course of my federal and state career, public corruption cases and many others. The bottom line is this, is that we have a job to do, and no one should make any conclusions draw any conclusions until the job is done. It's unfortunate that it's become a political thing. It's not the first time. But again, the governor, like anybody else, is entitled to the presumption that he did nothing wrong until someone decides or concludes otherwise. That hasn't happened here, and that's really where it should be left at this point, in Attur- my view.
0: Attorney General, you want another shot, another term. Uh, your opponents say you had some complaints about customer service. I assume you refute all of that. I'll have you on the radio to flesh it up. Or flesh it out, but thanks for coming in now, and good luck to you, Attorney General Pete. And the Rona seeking re-election as a Democrat. Thanks.